Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. We're going to talk about something called expectancy theory today. And what that says is that the brain is organized to act on what we predict will happen next. So the brain is organized to act on what we predict will happen next. It's called expectancy theory. Why? Because our brain, um, I'm kind of thinking about a, a solid line that all of a sudden becomes a dotted line. So like in theory, this is where the line would continue to go. That's what expectancy theory does. The brain says, okay, the solid line stops here, but this dotted line continues to go here. So the brain organizes and gets ready to act in a way that would make that dotted line continue. Now, the interesting thing about this is the fact that, well, number one, that our brain is organized. Our brain is, is organized. It's, it's put together a certain way. It is wired a certain way. Uh, there's an episode that I did called uh, Memory Manipulation. It's a few episodes down and I talk uh, about this. So the brain is organized and wired a certain way. And it's, it's organized that way to be able to act a certain way, to be able to act on this particular prediction. It's kind of like, for whatever reason, I'm thinking about a car. Like the minivan that I own is is organized and designed a certain way. Why? Because it's made for families. It's made for taking a lot of passengers and probably being able to store a lot of things because there's going to be a lot of people in the car with a lot of stuff versus a sports car. Well, a sports car like a Tesla is designed a certain way. It's designed to go fast. There's not really a lot of storage compartments and it's probably a lighter car and so on and so forth. Our brain is the same way, but the interesting thing about the way that our brain is organized is it's organized in a certain way based on what it predicts is going to happen next. But here's the thing. We are responsible for the input of that particular prediction. We're responsible for how that brain gets organized, which is fantastic news for those of you listening to this podcast, wanting to achieve your goals, wanting to perform at a high level, wanting to learn and grow and improve in whatever area, because we can change the minivan to the sports car or vice versa. We're not stuck to driving the same car, right? Our brain, we can, we can teach it. We can get it to organize in a different way based on that prediction. And that prediction is completely up to us. It's the expectation that we give the brain of what will happen. And then the brain goes, all right, great. I've been given information and now I'm going to come up here and the circuitry and you know the way the neurons fire and all that, that's going to look different or it's going to stay the same or I don't need this as much or I need more of that or however it is. I mean, don't, don't get me into neuroscience. I don't know enough about it. But I know that this theory, I know that it exists and they've done studies and it's been proven. 
I want to give you one such study, which is really fascinating. And here it was. Um, it was a study where um, they took some teachers and they gave these kids in a classroom a, a, a test. And I guess it was some kind of an aptitude test or something like that. And the kids took the test and they, they all, you know, they, they got their scores. The, the, the researchers got the scores and then they approached the teachers who had not seen the scores on this test. And they said, hey, listen, based on the, this test that these students took, look, we're going to give you the names of the students that are really going to shine this year. They're really going to, uh, you know, just blow it out of the water. They're going to make a lot of improvement. They're going to be your top performers, you know, for this school year. And the teachers were like, okay, great. And so these students were identified. Now, uh, you know, part of the interesting thing about the experiment was that the, the teachers, uh, it seemed to maybe pour a little bit more effort into or have higher expectations of now expectancy theory, teachers having expectations for their students and lo and behold, the students that the researchers had identified to the teachers were going to be the cream of the crop ended up in fact coming true to form and, and being the students that, you know, made the most progress or what have you. I can't remember exactly how the experiment went. Now, here we go. The researchers didn't give the teachers the names of, if they gave them 10 names, they didn't give them the names of 10 students that had scored the highest. They just gave them 10 names. They, they didn't choose the bottom 10. They didn't choose the middle 10. They didn't choose the top 10. They just randomly chose 10 names and gave them to these teachers. And then these teachers were like, oh, the expectation is based on this test. And then they passed on that expectation to these students. And then these students performed to that expectation. Now, the, the interesting thing here is we kind of have a couple of examples of expectancy theory because it was the expectant, the, the expectation was given to the teachers by the researchers. So then the teachers had a certain expectation of those students that they passed on to those students and then those students were receiving that information and because they are receiving that information, guess what? The predictions were you're going to improve the most or learn the most or score the best or, you know, whatever it was that the metric was and everybody was right, but everybody wasn't really right because the expectation was completely fabricated. It wasn't based on any evidence. It wasn't based on anything that, that we could, that made sense logically. It was literally based on, Hey, you know, we're going to pull slips of paper out of a hat or however they did it. And we're just going to give you 10 names and we're going to see if this thing works. And it did totally worked. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean about the prediction that we make to give our minds so that expectancy theory begins to move within us in a positive way, by the way, 
because I was just about to leave it at to get expectancy theory to you know to to get moving, but in a positive way because it can work the opposite way. How many of us have have had low expectations of ourselves? I'm raising my hand. How many of us have had you know um, negative expectations of ourselves or of others? And expectancy theory came through, didn't it? I mean, we got, we got the expectation. We got the prediction. I'm talking about how do we get it to move and work for us in a positive way so that we see improvement, so that we can get closer to achieving our goals, so that we can become better versions of ourselves. Folks, I know this is going to sound pie in the sky, but the answer is predict whatever you want. Make the prediction. Just make it. Just throw it out there. I it it doesn't ten names of students that didn't make sense. They weren't it wasn't based on test results. It was just ten names and it worked. Make the prediction. It doesn't have to make sense. I haven't said this in a long time on this podcast, but I'm sure if you listen through all 220 episodes uh, or whatever, I'm sure that I, I know for a fact I've said it on here at some point, but the problem with human beings sometimes is we rationalize or we try to rationalize and make sense of everything. And it can be a detriment at times. We we say, okay, if my solid line ends here, then there's no way that this line can begin to go in this direction or move up this quickly or increase or whatever. There's no way because based on where my line ends, it can't make that big of a leap or an improvement or can't change trajectory or what have you. That's just, Mario, I'm just using logic. I'm just being a rational human being. What do you want me to do? But it was just 10 random names or however many random names I'm using 10. Again, I don't know. It wasn't, there wasn't any rationality to it. There wasn't any rhyme or reason. There weren't any rules to play by. It was just names, not based on test results, not based on performance, but can I can I say and I and I haven't said this in a long time either so it's good to reiterate when the prediction isn't rational when it isn't logical if you can kind of get out of your own way and just do this just you know cast out your net like real far and be like man this sounds so dumb but Mario told me to do it so I'm just going to I'm going to trust it don't not because I told you to but because expectancy theory exists And you just throw the net out there and it's way out there. Can I tell you something? Then get out of the way. Get out of the way. The brain will organize itself. The brain will do that. You don't need to do that. I mean, think about it. You can't. You ain't going to crawl into your brain and change the, the, the wiring of your brain. Your brain just goes, oh, okay, the net's out there. Great, this dotted line has to go from here to there and it has to get there. How is it going to do that? And the brain will begin to act. It will begin to organize itself based on the actions that need to be taken to get to where you threw that net out to. 
So a couple of things have to happen here in order for expectancy theory to really work for us. And the first thing is make a prediction. And it doesn't necessarily need to be rational or logical. It doesn't need to make sense. Just make it. And then the second thing is get out of the way. Get out of your own way. Allow the brain to begin organizing itself. Allow that minivan to become a Tesla. It'll, it'll do it. It'll start working on making those changes and doing those things in order to do that. In order for you to see a level of performance that maybe you didn't think was possible. But what you needed to do was just throw that net out there and get out of the way. Folks, expectancy theory, it's great. Uh, you know, I in my professional career uh, as a mindset coach and then as a, as a cyclist, as a high-level cyclist myself, like this is something that is not talked about enough. It's, well, if we're not achieving the standard that we have set for ourselves, is it because we're not getting out of our own way when we throw the net out there? A lot of us set goals. A lot of us have expectations. A lot of us have standards. But then we don't just leave it at that and then let the brain do the work. We think about, okay, I've got this goal. Okay, great. How am I going to achieve that goal? How am I going to get there? And then we begin to kind of try to collaborate with our brain and help it in the organizational process. When, you know what? The brain essentially, if it could talk, would say, hey, can you get out of my room? Can you, can you get out of my room? Can you get out of my space? Can you just go somewhere else for a little while? Let me work. This is my area. This is what I know how to do. I know how to rewire this thing. I know the brain intricately. I know what you want now because you've told me. Just let me work on it. When you come back in a little while, you're going to see you're going to like what you see. And just get out of the way. But oftentimes, we don't do that. And part of what comes into play there is, hmm, I don't think that that prediction necessarily makes sense. Maybe I should change it. Maybe it's too lofty. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe, and this is where kind of self-talk comes in. We're not going to get into that, but y'all get the picture. So folks, can we put expectancy theory into practice? If you don't trust it, I, I mean, geez, the, the problem with so much of what I throw out there is we've already experienced it in some way or another. Unfortunately, we've probably experienced expectancy theory more as a negative thing than as a positive thing because we've had the low expectations or the negative expectations and then we and then we got it. So if we've seen it work that way, then it can work obviously for us in the positive direction. Um, but if you need to, start small. Make it something real small. Uh, almost something that you know will come true, will come to fruition. And then maybe just allow yourself to gain momentum that way, right? Just start with something manageable, start with something tangible, start with something that you can, you can see the dotted line. You can see that dotted line, the continuation of it, and you can see yourself getting there and then start with that. And as you begin to trust expect the expectancy theory a little bit more, then you'll begin to trust it with bigger and bigger things. Because you're capable of bigger things. And I believe in you.
Guys, that's what I got for you today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. I am enjoying doing these for you. I hope that they are helping you along your journey. And we'll talk to you next time. Take care.